0: live.
1: We're live. So, hey, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam.
2: And I'm the other host, Paul. And we are joined today by team podcast Grant and Kev for a special episode chosen by my co-host today because... Just on a bit of a power trip with it being a birthday. So she's basically throwing her toys out the pram and saying, I want this, I want that. And look at her face and surprise.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's my birthday week. We did the Exorcist on Tuesday, which again was my choice. And then I chose this one. So it's my last day of my birthday week. Come on,
2: oh, be fair. God. Nah, we'll always let you get away with murder. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, we have. Uh, we are going to discuss, um, as Kev disca- described before we went live, the, what what he believes is the perfect trilogy. So we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Um, the Cornetto trilogy, which I, I believe when it first started out wasn't meant to be a trilogy, but that's that's what we ended up with. No, it was always going to be a trilogy. Well, all Just- right. Um, they just didn't know what they were gonna do.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: new, the new was gonna be horror, uh, action, and aliens. They just right. didn't know how that was going to fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into it. Because I've got lots to say about it. I'm just going to get the disclaimer out of the way with first. So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to discuss anything from tonight's episode, please come and join us on the Facebook group and we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandom, so keep it fun, keep it kind and keep the toxic behaviour out of
2: nerdism. Well said, Ah. well said. And also just a big shout out as well, because I don't know if anyone noticed, if you're listening on YouTube, we did have a new theme tune that we debuted tonight and it was written, wrote by one of our members of the group, Adam, as well. So thank you, Adam. That that was, it's very, I would say, 80s, in, like say, infused, which sounds like something you would find on a Sega Mega Drive game at some point. <laughs>
1: I hear wrestling <laughs> themes, chill. like, you know, coming down to the ring wrestling. It is absolutely fantastic! So, thank you, Adam. I know you're in the group chat, so thank you so, so, so much.
3: I heard. Absolutely <laughs> massive, shameless plug for him. Um, if you're gonna want to go and check out Adam's stuff, uh, Google "Fractured Planet." Um, that is his solo thing that he does, and it's fucking unbelievable. Um, it's available on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, you name it. If you want music, you'll find Adam's stuff there. It's it's something to behold. It really is. Awesome.
2: Obviously- and what were you <laughs> going to say there, Kev?
4: I'm um, just saying I heard like a Bark Darrow type groove, so kudos. <laughs> oh, so kudos. Have it.
2: <laughs> and I just want to say a big thank you to Holly uh, Golightly, who... Like say, was on the podcast the other week and she sent us um, bye by surprise a shitload of her work which <laughs> completely blew away which I've, everyone in the team has been fighting and like say bartering over certain things so it's 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 going it's going down well so you, you are our, our favorite guest on the, on the podcast
1: <laughs> yes thank you Holly right let's get into the Cornetto trilogy do we start at number one
2: it's the only place you can start really isn't it I'm sure Alfred said that <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: uh, Shaun of the Dead what was the year it was
2: 2004 right wow I know of- That doesn't sound that far long ago to me, but when I look back and realise it's 2022 now, to me, the 80s was only the yesterday. The 80s was an hour
1: ago for you, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's the year I started work, where I currently am now. So, Mm -hmm. And I started September 2004, so that was 18 years ago. Mm
2: -hmm. Holy shit. So was this the first thing that... Uh, Simon Pegg and like Nick Frost and Edgar Wright did after no. Space, or was there something in between oh, that? No,
1: I think you might be right on that one.
2: Mm-hmm. Spaced it was. Space, yeah. yeah. Cause I Yeah, because I, I was, the, yeah, cause I was no. a big, big fan of Space when it first came out, and when the, they announced they were like working on their own little project. But I don't know if there was anything in between because, like, say, it's a huge step because Space was only like a mini series. Going mm-hmm. from that to. Like, say, a big feature line film, and the actors and the cast that got in this. I, I, well, if we're going to talk about all three films, the cast that they got from these films, I don't know how they, they must have, like, say, had some dirt or blackmailed some, some son of a bitches <laughs> to, get, to get some of the actors and the, the people in here because it was really, really impressive. And that was the thing that gravitated you towards at the start was basically like the level and, like, say, and even the cameos in it as well that was always the big thing when you watch it. you notice little things and it was great little nods to like say British TV and British cinema as well
1: it was a massive nod to George A. Romero it was you know Mm -hmm. it was a huge homage to him and he absolutely adored it so much that he had both Nick Frost and Shaun of the the Dead and (laughs) bloody Simon Pegg in one of his later
4: films Land of the Dead
1: Land of the Dead. Thanks, Kev. That was, that was um, yeah. Um, so it was a huge homage to him, and it's one of those you would you could te- could you class it as a spoof for them? Yeah. 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 But it's not it's not directly taken the piss. Oh. Do you know mm. what I mean? Hey, hey, Greta, don't the mute. Horse is That's, back. Oh. <laughs> um, you won't yeah, it's not...
3: mute her if she starts. She doesn't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: it's just. It's such a homage to horror. Um, a lot of this, some of my favourite lines are from um, my God, Night of the Living Dead. Mm. That's uh, there's a lot of lines in there, especially the "We're coming to get you, Barbara."
0: Barbara.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much, and it has nods to spaced in there. Tires is a zombie. If nobody point yep. never saw that, Tires is a zombie in the air because all of the zombies are twins.
2: Well, to be fair, the whole cast of Spaced was in it at some point, like, say, with little cameos when they go through the cross, cross time. But before we start going fences. into... Yeah, the fences, that was the one. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm quite interested to in know, like, say, were, were you, like, say, like, talking to, like, Grant and Kev here, mm-hmm. were you used to like, fans of the movie when it came out straight away, or did you find it later on? Or was it, like, were you a fan of Spaced before?
4: I was a massive fan of Spaced. Um, I heard this was coming out... Um... And it, it dropped around the same time as the remake of Dawn of the Dead.
2: Yes, I remember that. Cause, yeah. So
4: Edgar Wright got a hold of the copy of the script to Dawn of the Dead mm-hmm. because he was shitting it in case mm-hmm. people thought it was a direct rip off of it. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to know if there was anything in there that he was doing. Mm-hmm. And there was, um, there was a scene with a jogger. Mm hmm. So Edgar Wright was like, no, I can't be doing this because it would have been a running zombie and Sean of the Dead, it would have been the only running zombie. Um, so we took it out and then it turned out that uh, Zack Snyder took that part out with the film as well. <laughs> so we took <laughs> it out for nothing. It was going to be like a running joke about a running zombie. Um, but I'd heard about it, I thought, "Oh, this, this is going to be class, I love space, love mm-hmm. Simon Pegg. Nick Frost is one of the absolute heroes. I absolutely love that guy to bits. He, it's criminal that he isn't in the same place as Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is criminal. Um, he, the guy never, is a talent.
2: Yeah, he never gets viewed at the same level or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He's almost like he, I'm almost like a side act compared to. Like, he to, seems things. to
4: be more the the daft comedy relief, um, mm-hmm. but the guy is a massive talent. Like he's an absolute hero of mine. Like I follow him on um, Instagram and stuff like that. He's just absolutely hilarious. He's so friendly and funny. It's he's just class. Um, so when I heard he was going to be in that and it was going to be a bigger part for him. Mm-hmm. For me, it was just like, "Yep, yeah, this is going to be absolutely mint." Saw it, loved it, can watch it anytime. And the irony is, it is literally the, my least favorite of the three films. That
1: just but, shocks the life out of us. That it really does.
4: It's I've, it's zombies. I've seen zombies done a million times before. Yeah,
2: but I know. I, I think Greg, so because when we've had discussions before, like we know how much of a big horror fan you are. But yeah. I'm not surprised you said that after after the conversation we had before when. On online because you love the all three, so it's it's more that you, it's it's like you're saying what's your least favorite Indiana Jones film out like the the three that that exists, not the fourth that never happened. There's um, <laughs> not a bad movie; it's just basically one that yeah. you prefer type thing. So mm-hmm. no, I
4: exactly. That. It's mm-hmm. it's not that I hate the film. I... Love the film. Yeah. It, for, like I said, this is, for me is literally the perfect trilogy. I love all three of them. I know say back to the future, Paul, but back <laughs> to the future, the three soccer balls. Sorry. And... This is literally the perfect trilogy. Every single one of them is funny. Every single one of them is well-written. Every single one of them is well-acted. They've got brilliant cameos. They've got brilliant music. The laughs are timed perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's class. Mm, certainly. So,
2: Podcast about... over. <laughs> 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 Mic drop. What about you, Grant? Um,
3: anybody that knows me is going to find the next statement incredibly hard to believe, but I've never watched an episode of Spaced.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Ever. Um, right. I was aware of the fact that it was there. Um, mm-hmm. But during the time that Spaced was on TV to begin with, I was living where I couldn't watch normal TV because mm-hmm. um, the Pope didn't have TV signal. Um, right. so I was just buying DVDs and what have you, so mm-hmm. i would never watched an episode of Space. I've never managed to pick it up since, um, but the day Shaun of the Dead came out on DVD, I was like, oh, that looks like fun, and was mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow, this is so <laughs> much fun! <laughs> I absolutely love this, um, but much the same as Kev, as time's gone on, it's probably my least favourite of the trilogy now as well, so... <laughs> No, okay. I don't know
1: why I'm so shocked by it. Like, I don't know if it's because for me, it's, I, I mean, Hot Fuzz is great, but I can't, I just can't imagine people thinking that this is the least favourite out of the trilogy. I don't know why, Like, mm. I, I, but it's interesting to hear. I, I, think, I think for
4: like, me, it's that um, this was like the first big one they have done, like the first feature mm-hmm. length thing they have done. Yeah. They, they didn't have the right ability that they've had for the other two. Yeah. So the other two got more time put into them they knew what they were doing more, so the story fleshed out. Like um with this one, you don't really find out too much about the characters. Then you go right to the end with the world's end, and every yeah. single character has a story. Yeah, that's true. That's that for me. Just yeah, tops mm. it. Certainly, I I agree with what you
2: said. It was like the, the next films I followed was were a bit of an evolution in like say filmmaking, mm-hmm. like say especially when we get to the last film, like the visual effects and the camera angles and you can tell the the more polished shall we say like not mm-hmm. on the dead wasn't a polished film but it it does have a feel of uh, british tv uh, <laughs> like <laughs> no, afternoon yeah. film as well when they getting when it's getting made but um yeah. it is one of the, like even all three films like when because in essence all three films are well, world's end up. The, the first two are pretty much the same movie just in different context and different variations but um Like it is one of the most quoted movies as well. Like we we were taking the piss out of Sam's new hair. She has got red on her uh, before she started as well. Um, there's there's iconic scenes as well. Like that you don't even think. Like Simon Pegg holding the cricket bat, like with the headband, almost like Rambo. Um, it's just like as soon as you see that, you could even just see that, like these little uh, little blood baseball bat, and you'll know it's a reference to like Shaun of the Dead. Um. But all the jokes in it as well like my, one of my favorite ones is when they're going through the albums to throw out the zombies because <laughs> as I said there's the zombie uh the zombies that as Kev pointed out this is like true old school zombies where they don't move this basically fast they're just coming at you slows out and they're basically picking out which album to throw because they don't want to destroy like say classic album music they go "Oh, that was a good one yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just throw it and you say that like most albums that they throw miss, miss the zombies by Claire miles as well so yeah. it's just um like, like that utter stupidity um but I, like what got me as well because i was a big fan of like uh, sean the dead and black books as well so as soon as I heard dylan mm-hmm. moran was involved i was like great Because that guy deserves to do more stuff. Like if you like Black Boots yeah. is one of my ultimate, and I like TV shows, but I'm still good. That we only got two short sh- series of it, but in a way, it didn't get overplayed. It, it was done nicely, but yeah, when when this came out, it was a bit of a shock to the system because, as Kev pointed out rightly, it was around about the same time as Dawn of the Dead remake, the Zack Snyder one, and you saw I saw that on the pictures. And I would like say I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people like say have different views about it. And I was like, oh, it's kind of giving a kick up the arse to the zombie genre. And I thought like it was a, either a month or so, a few weeks after that. Sean the dead release, I was like, oh, is it a cash in? But you can't get two completely contrasting movies like from side to side, from one mm-hmm. as just basically Zack Schneider looks like it's like a walk and talk music video where the Shaun and the Dead version. Is like watching faulty Dau- towers, but with acid.
1: I totally get what you mean by the British reference. My nephew, who is not, is not phased by horror in the slightest, would not watch this film because it was far too real for him. It felt far too close to home and Mm. he didn't like it. There was no fantasy about it. There was no glitz and, you know, Americanization of it. This was England where he recognized the trees and stuff like that. (laughs) Like there were (laughs) our trees and there was our pathways and our road signs and he, he, he could not watch it. I took the piss out of him for it. But when I look at it, when I think about it, I'm like, That makes total sense as to why you wouldn't watch it. One of the best jokes, and it's probably really minor, is, what's his name, Rafe Spall? Yeah. All right, mate. (laughs) It's just what I mean. I'm still quarter to each other. I absolutely love Rafe Spall so much.
4: He's class. But if you look where he went, like, from Mm. Shaun of the Dead to Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic World. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's a, that's a massive, massive, massive
1: step. step. And I like had no idea he's the son of Timothy Spall, yep. like no clue whatsoever. I just I love I mean, he's in two of them. Yeah,
4: yep. he's, one yeah of the he's not
1: in the, not in the, <laughs> yeah, one of the Andes. I love the Andes. Um, but he's <laughs> not in the third one, though, is he? No, it's
4: no. Um, yeah. him and Paddy Considine of the Andes.
1: That's it. Um, but yeah, I just that line there is just perfect. And also when he climbs up the steps on the slide, <laughs> <laughs> that honestly tickles the life out of us to
0: this day.
4: It's absolutely class. I, I just love the what's the matter? You never took a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> Every a single one time. of those films, just yeah. the fence scenes that get me. Can, can I just ask a very, very quick question? I don't know if it's just me. Does anybody else listen to Don't Stop Me Now in a completely different way after that?
1: Massively. When the, um, it's the hitting, you know, when they're hitting them and they're doing yep. it in time with the music, mm-hmm. I can't not picture that in my head when that song comes on. Mm-hmm.
4: It's horrible when I go, like, go for a couple of drinks with the lads because we always go to a pool hall. And if that song comes on, we just look at each other. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <just> getting it? <laughs>
2: that, that's, again, like I said, the, how good this film is just because it can take such a like and like i would say a classic song but you, you've heard that song a million million times before but mm. then sheds new light on it as well so it gives a new different spin to it but like i said we coined like I say the, the phrase as well because when as grant used to run the, the bar uh from this film where like i said because all the way through it's like oh what do we need to do to survive Get the Winchester, have a pint, and watch it all blow over. That's all we used to do when anything used to go wrong. We used to go at the borough and have a pint and wait for everything to blow over. Oh, <laughs> it was kind of, it was kind of like our little safety net. But said oh, that, that the
1: borough was the Winchester. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's it's that type of like like th- feeling around it as well because it, it coined that type of phrase because uh, the amount of people where shit, when shit's going wrong and the worst case scenario happens. Like, see, how many people do post a meme or? Post a little quote from Sean the say so or get to the Winchester and wait for it to blow over. Um, yeah, it's like, say, like especially with the world, and like say, the, where the United Kingdom is at the moment, we can do with a little bit of light-hearted fun. I think uh,
4: to bring oh, down I... the knife. I... I think the the day lockdown started, that was the first meme I saw.
1: Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Let's get to the Winchester, have a pint and wait for all this to blow over. (laughs) But what a film this is to have one of the opening lines be, can I get any of you cunts a drink? (laughs) That is literally like probably one of the second lines that's said in the film. And, that you just, you know, it's going to be something special. <laughs> yeah.
2: I think, and I think that's the first time on this podcast that's I have said, I said the, the C word, word. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was in context to the line, but yes, it's the first time. I apologize to any one of your parents who are listening.
2: I'm really sorry, <laughs> it's not me this time. You can't blame me.
4: <laughs> I love the fact we've got Peter Serafino, it's as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm so pleased you can say his name because I cannot.
4: <laughs> that man, again, is criminally underrated. Like, the boss of is- Dark Mole. Yep, he's done so much though. I mean, me and okay. Charlotte were watching something at uh, the tick as well. Mm-hmm. We were watching something um, a couple of months back, and I can't even remember what it was, but instantly we heard the voice and we're like, "No, nah, it can't be Peter Serafino. It's because it was like a massive show we're watching, like mm-hmm. a massive animation. Mm-hmm. It was just like a fucking is. And then um, John Wick 3 turns up there selling the art, yeah. like as the armorer. It was like, go on, son. He's also it.
1: in one of my favourites, Couples Retreat, and he plays a po- he plays a posh uh, hotel guard who is uh, obsessed with guitar hero. Yes. <laughs> and Kev knows what film I'm talking about.
2: I've actually watched
4: that a few times, so yes, I do. <laughs> Me <I've>, too. <laughs> I'm no with we, I think- we haven't
2: even mentioned the biggest one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, yep. <laughs> prove me wrong. <laughs> yes. And because everyone rumoured that he was going to be Nova. That was the big rumor at the time. Oh really? Yeah. But when you but when you saw the how it played out, spoilers, he didn't quite make it through that movie. <laughs> no, <I just> <laughs> no, not not at all.
1: Have you seen the um the version of the the kitchen scene where they do it in the scows they do it in the Beatles accent? Yeah. Eee, that tickles my funny bone, that.
4: Oh, it was um <laughs> Spy with Jason Statham, that was where he turned up in because he was a sex pest Italian copy.
2: <laughs> yes, he was. One
4: of of the film. Yeah. But well, if you
2: think, if like, say, just mention Peter Serafinio, that that's probably my best attempt to say his name. Um, oh, I'm not even going <laughs> to. But, but if you look at the cast for this, like, say, I said, Lucy Davis from Office yeah. Fame, um, Bill Knightley, Dylan Milan, Ralph Spawn, Jessica Haynes from Space. Yes. Martin Freeman, Penelope uh, w- Wilton, who was absolutely amazing in this film, oh say was wasn't Gibson, she? Um Matt Lucas, uh Reese uh, Smith, um like I could and like I could keep going on and on. I think it's actually saying that Keith Chegwin was in the movie as well, was it? I didn't know that. I Think he was a
4: zombie. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> there's, a,
1: there's a lot of lot of extras of zombies. Uh, Sarah yeah. Cox, um Edith Bowman um a few of the radio one djs were put in as zombies
4: yeah
1: um but yeah the majority the mass majority of them are twins because
4: mm. they to pack the <laughs> to
1: basically pack it out so if they turn around it's like oh it's okay it's just another one like it didn't really matter yeah.
2: <laughs> but I think, though, really clever yeah but i think grant nailed it in one word it's fun it yeah. is pure just entertainment like i said take it Like you don't have to overthink it. There's no hidden messages. There's no hidden meaning to it. It's just having fun with your mates, making a movie, making a zombie movie, and just like playing with a decent soundtrack as well. And like even hitting the beats, it has to. It wasn't scared to do like kill off. Well, not technically kill, but you never thought like say um, I can't remember his name now. uh, Ed was going to get bitten, uh, and when he did it, it kind of broke your heart a little bit.
4: it yeah, still I'll,
1: breaks my heart every time I watch
4: it. I still love the end scene where he goes into the shed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I still love it. I,
2: that's yeah. my attempt of a zombie. Well, that's a callback from the opening episode. Like the opening, like scene is when the pre- mm-hmm. player two enters the game. Player two yeah. leaves the game, and he joins in. And it's like a nice little callback. So it's it, it's quite like saying in a round way, like fitting how they finished mm-hmm. and, and finished the movie well, yeah. but. Yeah, and but like Simon Pegg always has to be the hero, though.
4: <laughs> that, that's what I'm always good about with Nick Frost because mm-hmm. he, in in these films he's infinitely funnier. He is he's he's a infinitely funnier part, and if he wasn't in them, they wouldn't work.
1: No, they wouldn't. No, and he was to be fair, even in Space, Mike is one of my yep. favorite, if not my favorite character. The rave episode, it's still brilliant. to this day, me and Ant Will Dance doing that rave at the end. Because he's just, he's amazing, he's amazingly funny, his timing is perfect. I swear Simon Pegg learns from him more Mm -hmm. than Nick Frost is learning from Simon Pegg.
4: Well, this is what I mean with it, because if if you look at that, I mean, you've got the background actor in space, you've got... The sidekick in Shaun of the Dead, the sidekick in Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. But then you look at the final film yeah. and look at his character development there and look mm-hmm. at his acting ability. Mm-hmm. Like he literally just went boom and blew everything up. It was amazing. Yeah. Totally but
2: don't, agree. But don't take this the wrong way because, like, every time i like, since like we've done Nerdy Up North, like, say, when I've been introduced to Kev, I do, you do reminders of Mike from Space. <laughs> that's,
4: that's the impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <okay. laughs> Like, I'm not going to take that as a bad thing at all. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's, just, he's like this gruff, angry man, but like say he's got the heart of gold. The but absolute
1: heart of gold. Absolutely, yeah. and it knows a lot about like action yeah. films. And like I would imagine, Mike would be into like action because he was in the
2: military. And like I would love yeah. it, because like say now Kev's mission is to make Sam cry. That's that's the only thing I think there's only one one left who hasn't done it yet.
4: <laughs> make
2: me cry. Yeah. <laughs>
1: quite
4: a few times. Oh, I'll go and get the long rubber glove.
1: Oh, oh, my gosh. Is that why we're going this evening? Uh, that's for me. Oh, right
4: for you. Okay. I'm going to make everyone cry. Oh, right.
0: Okay.
4: And I watch. This is how I'm going to make everyone cry, Grant. I'm going to do my impression of a teapot. Oh, my god! Don't worry, I'm not. Thank you. There's, there's no glove. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, Goodwill's innocent. He's too innocent for that type of thing.
1: Yeah, don't don't damage yeah. his <laughs>
2: eyes. <laughs> he's the eyes that are going to get damaged by the sounds <laughs> of it. Well, one eye in particular, I suppose. This is what
1: happens when you don't have another girl to balance things out carnage takes over.
2: We can always bring Donna in and it'll always get worse.
1: It would be ten <laughs> times worse.
2: You can bring Nick on as well. Oh, no, she would have her tits out and everything. No. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, back on track.
1: Big Al says dogs can't look up.
2: <laughs> Is it true? Can they not look up?
1: I don't know, but every time we look at Coco we just go, she can't look up.
2: They can't unless
3: they sit down. Yep. Yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> and, uh, all, all over. Oh God, that was quite funny. So Shaun of
4: the Dead <laughs> meant <laughs> yes, but, it's um, unreal. It's yeah. uh, I mean, I, I kind of felt like I crapped all over Simon Pegg there by saying Nick Frost was like so much better and stuff like that. I just want to clarify: Simon Pegg is one of my favorite people on the yeah, planet, so. like he literally is. But um, I, I just think it's terrible that Nick Frost has been overlooked on a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Just,
3: just to ask a Nick question. It's doing okay, safe uh stateside though. Um yeah. mm-hmm. I've gone on before about this. This show that I watch from America called "Why Women Kill," mm-hmm. and it's absolutely incredible. And he's the lead male in oh, the right. most recent season of it. It's like he's just kind of he's relocated himself and kind of finding his audience a little bit over there. So yeah. I'm yeah. hoping that out of American shows, Nick Frost is going to kind of you know oh, stellar so. in the TV market, which is let's face it, just as big as the movie, oh, movie these days. Abso-
4: it's absolutely, so, it, absolutely, it pays better as well. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I just I just want nothing but the best for him. I really do. He was fantastic in um, fighting with my family.
4: Oh, I never saw it all, but what I did mm -hmm. see, he was brilliant.
1: Absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, But everything he does is phenomenal. He's just such, he's that person. He can't, Mm -hmm. there's nothing, you can't do nothing wrong.
4: He's like everybody's favourite mate down the pub.
2: Yes. Yeah, there was there was a, a Amazon Prime show about the paranormal. Yes. that that he was the main like he took the yeah. main stage and Simon Pegg was in it, but like as a kind of like a side character. Uh, I know it only got one season, but that was really well done as well. And yeah. like, it was, it was, it was really quite well match. written. Mm-hmm. I yeah. enjoyed Truthers that. or something
1: yeah. like
3: that. Yeah, truth Seekers, yeah. yeah, it? oh literally just
4: yeah, was Truth Seekers. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's um he's literally just got over chicken pox as well. Bless him. Oh an adult, that's uh, not that's very harsh. nice
1: mm-hmm. His relationship with, with Simon Pegg Always reminds us of Nathan Fillion And Adam Turdick for some reason uh, Because I there's always like... There's the one big one and then the, the side one And I just always like Them two just I feel like they mirror each other A little bit <laughs>
2: no, That's, that's just my right. opinion That's fine, see, I've not seen that But I'll, like, see, I'll probably look at that normally too When we revisit Firefly for the end of this month You will, and you'll, get you'll get go, ah Oh, yeah. get the get the plug in there as well <laughs> <laughs> just a quick question i'm going to get get a smug, smug smugness out of the way um have any of you met them
1: have you no maybe, I not. maybe?
2: <laughs> yes i uh, have quite a few years ago uh, just uh, as we start to move on to the second movie um they were doing the promotion uh, for hot fuzz and that hadn't been released yet. They were just going around, uh, like, say, conventions and, like, say, and doing interviews and talking about it. Uh, I went to Manchester Comic Con, uh, when it used to be quite big. Um, Like, saying not, like, every five minutes, like, during the summer, there used to only be, like, one, like, London, and one in Manchester and one in Glasgow at the time. Yeah. So I'm going back quite a number of years. Um, and I was there when they were uh, promoting Hot Fuzz. So... They weren't doing autographs. They weren't doing sign-ins. They had their own like like panel like we did at SunnyCon. Yeah. not as like I said, at a small, slightly bigger stage. But um, <laughs> there was only two big panels that weekend. That because it was uh, them two doing like a Q and A, and Robert England doing full costume like signing uh, photographs in like with the Elm Street set. But. Um, yeah, so I met Simon Pegg and uh, Nick Frost. They were sitting there just like say chatting. They were absolutely just genuine guys that like say sitting in the pub having a crack with. <laughs> but, but they were meant to pretty much like say promote the movie because like they'd post everywhere and like all the like things about hot fuzz and like video screens showing like the trailer. But all they did is sat there for an hour and talk about what who what they would prefer out of uh, pirates versus ninjas. <laughs> that's, that amazing. Like. Mm-hmm. that's all they would talk about, and that's all they were going out saying. Well, like, this is why I like pirates, and then the other one, was, this is why I like ninjas, and they would flip flop all the way through, just having banter with the crowd about it as well. And then someone had to come on and say, Um, they're out of time, they went, Oh, Hot Fuzz is out in, in six months' time or something. That <laughs> is absolutely
1: that's class. class. It I would have really watched it is. on that alone, yeah, exactly. I would have been like, Oh my god, another film, let's go.
4: <laughs> Wait, that, oh, wow. that's a that's a mince story mm-hmm. that little kind of just shows you what the like is people you've mm-hmm. kept
1: that one quite haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you pull it out at the right moment
2: <laughs>
1: hey, <really? laughs> yeah, for fuck's sake. i thought no. you were muted
2: <laughs> it's okay. you gotta do that now you see you get arrested or if you send pictures you definitely get put in jail these days so be careful
1: <laughs> speaking of jail great segue into <laughs> <a> hot buzz <laughs> one of the best films ever I absolutely yep. adore this so much it's it's just fantastic I could gush over it all day I can't believe I've just used that word but I would because it's brilliant for the greater or good
4: the greater good get
1: in go <laughs> That's why he's here. My
4: favourite part of that film is the simple fact that they were called the NWA.
0: (laughs) Brilliant. It's the
4: birthday
1: line, man. When's your birthday? Every (laughs) year. March 3rd. What year? Every year. (laughs) (laughs) I love the accent as well. I love the fact that Timothy Dalton is just brilliant
2: in this.
4: Yeah, Timothy Dalton so is wonderful.
2: Handsome. To be fair though, this one totally took me off guard. I wasn't expecting to get what we got when we watched this because uh, the trailer didn't give as much. But I, d- I didn't expect to like. We we're going to get a full-on midsummer m- murder, proper Agatha Christie style. As Grant's going to get devoured by a dog.
1: <laughs> she's so beautiful.
2: <laughs> I wish
1: people. If I wish people who are like listening to the podcast on audio could. Actually, see what's going on right now. Grant is having an <laughs> argument with the horse.
2: <laughs> he was about to get mounted by the horse there.
1: <laughs> you okay, Grant.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's good. I want to be on this. Next weekend. time she starts
3: talking to us, I won't mute it and I'll just let her go. <laughs> <laughs> what i going to put up with? She's a sassy
2: little bitch. <laughs> What we're talking about that's right. Bring it back on track there. That's fine. But no, I, like I say, it completely threw me off, like what I was expecting. Because I know mm-hmm. when yeah. they announced that they were going to do a second one, there was rumors flying around. <laughs> uh, there we go. There was rumors mm-hmm. that they were going to do um, show, uh from from mm-hmm. Dust Till Sean. Yeah, that was going. That was. Oh, really? State, so that was because it was supposed to be like a piss take out from Dust uh Dawn, but with like, say, Simon Pegg style that. I was always a little bit gutted with didn't get that. But as I said, he went from the horror genre with Shaun the Dead and decided to flip the, the script and make pretty much the exact movie. But with, like I say, a mid, mid-summer, because it had the same beats and the same jokes and things, yeah. just done in a different way, which, again, I know, I'm i normally pretty good with the twists and stuff, I guess. But even this one, like I didn't see it coming. Kev's going oh, to totally really? see it. Yeah, Kev's going to see it, I, I guess it, because Kev's the
4: master. <laughs> no, nah, didn't see it. Like, I thought the dad had something to do yeah, with it. Yeah, me
1: too. I but then when you, you got to the whole
4: big bushy beard, it was just like everyone in the town, and it was like, what Ooh, the... nasty f- way <laughs> to go. It was unbelievable, crusty <laughs> jugglers. <laughs> the, unbelievable, the, I love it. The, the
1: church, you know, the church, where uh, the church bit is that's yeah. that's reminiscent of the Ormond. that was a, yep. a nod to the Omen
2: I uh, like that was I pretty can't... cool. There's so many different references, but i just, like, say, laugh me off of that, I can't remember his name, but the guy out of uh, Harry Potter the, who plays the caretaker, uh, when, when they go to oh, his Harry. house and, he, and he's just going... Rrr, 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 and they're trying rrr. to understand what he's saying, and they're finding this complete arsenal of, like, of guns and stuff in his shed. Like, Are these legal? <laughs> Everyone's
1: ones? packing these days.
4: <laughs> Every farmer and his mum. <laughs> so who's packing that? Every farmer and his mum. <laughs>
1: I absolutely love this film so much.
4: It's so good.
1: <laughs> the two Andes, man. Oh. Absolutely mint. This work so well together. Honestly, if they did a spin-off of anything, it has to be the two
4: Andes. Oh, I'd, I would honestly pay to see that with Olivia <laughs> Colman back.
1: Oh, mm. I totally forget Olivia Coleman's in this,
4: but she is really yeah. funny. She's unreal. What I, what I love about it is, like is you've got Rafe Spall again, mm. but he's got a much bigger part. He's absolutely hilarious. And I look at him and I think, I can't believe you're the same yeah. from Green Street. Oh, like, God, You were yeah. in Green Street as a proper muggy chav. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: proper grew into his face, though, didn't he? He did. He really did grow into his face.
4: <laughs> he turned into a handsome, handsome bloke, Rafe Spall-like. Wow, did he? I mean, really, there's his really dad
1: and you think you think that's why where, where the aim is and oh it's all not,
2: right. it's not at all.
4: God had other plans for him.
1: Massively.
2: <laughs> do, you, do you like this one, Grant? I know you're just sitting there trying to like fight the dog there.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Hot Fuzz is my favourite. Mm. It really is. Um you know, obviously we're gonna we've already talked a little bit about the casting, but like the the high level. Um, mm. sort of British casting in this is mm. absolutely unbelievable. And what absolutely blew me away was the budget that they chucked into the special effects. Yeah. Mm. You know yeah. that some of the kill scenes are absolutely unbelievable. And I did not see that level of special effects production mm-hmm. coming until literally the top of the church hit me. I was <laughs> like oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
3: Um, I think the writing in it is absolutely brilliant I think the timing is probably the best comedy timing that I've ever witnessed yeah. Hot Fuzz isn't just my favourite in the trilogy it's probably my favourite comedy of um, all time it, as well as being yeah. definitely up there with the action films it's it's a work of art, it really it, is it is. It's,
1: it is. it's such a good way to describe it it is a work of art, it is and it doesn't it make the countryside look really beautiful? <laughs>
2: like, there we live in I it. Wanna
1: so... <laughs> li- I want to live there.
4: <laughs> it, it's unreal. Like Grant was saying, it is a work of art. I mean, just some some of the little one liners that you get from it, like the birth year and things like that. If everyone shared again, I mean, from Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. and normally it's Nick Frost with a shotgun. Shame.
2: Shame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've I've heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true. Again, I, I don't I haven't looked it up, but there's a there's a surprise cameo in this that you you don't you never know because you never see her face. She's in the film, but Kate Blanchard's meant to be in. It is. Yeah, it, she's yeah. the
1: um she's his ex girlfriend who is right. the in forensic the forensic scientist. That's yep. Kate Blanchard in there, yeah. Yep. And when you know that, you can see her eyes totally yep. like you can see her properly, but if you don't know it, mm-hmm. then you don't know what you're looking at.
4: Yep. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, once you know Kate Blanchett's eyes, because let's face it, she is a beautiful, mm. striking woman. You can spot yep. them anywhere. Yep.
2: But just to have the balls to do, like, or even just, like, they must have been pissed at the terms laughing scene. We've got Kate Blanchett that's going to do a little cameo, because she's not in any of the credits or in the cast list or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it was just something I remember <laughs> someone telling us before, and they put her in a Kid Hazmat. Like, say, like, <laughs> forensic suit and say, oh, we know she's in this film. They don't. <laughs> it's like, yeah, why? She's,
1: <laughs> she's not even credited, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's not even she's credited. Not. Do you know what's so funny? Charlotte and Goodwill are just going one on one with the, each other with quotes constantly in the chat, and it's so funny to see. <laughs> what's your wine selection? Well we have red or white? <laughs> <laughs>
4: You know, like me, Charlotte Tomas are fan of this trilogy.
1: <laughs> oh, it's it's one that me and Anth will visit regularly because yeah. it's just like you want if, if you want a, just a, a laugh and mm. just to you know forget shit, this is one of the films to do it. And again, we quote the shit out of this film constantly. It's still it's like an outback catalogue, especially if one of us will go the greater good. We wait for the other one to finish <laughs> it off. <laughs>
2: get introduced as well into like, one of my favourite Lord of the Rings characters ever this way. um, What's he called? Rory McCann, who plays yeah, the Hound. The Hound. Say, and game
4: plays, of Thrones. Yep. I know Lord of the Rings.
2: That's why I said, game, that's what I said no. game of Thrones. Did you I say did Lord of the Rings? You said Lord of the Rings? Because yep. <laughs> I got
1: shocked and went, hang on a minute, you like someone
2: from Lord of the Rings? Apart, same apart Same a difference, mm-hmm. just the uh, more boobs in the Game of Thrones. <laughs> But yes, uh, um, yes, I've thrown now. But uh, like I say, I've introduced the hound. But like I say, it's totally unrecognizable in Hot Fuzz as well. Mm. Does he? What's his, Does he actually have a name in this, or he's just because everyone just refers to him as the Yarp guy?
0: Yarp.
4: No, he's got a name. Uh, they, they say it in the film as well because they say that um, such and such is a bit mm. a bit slow or something like that.
3: Right, um, the, the European sounding or something.
4: Yeah,
3: I, I can't
2: remember thinking, what
1: it is. It's like hands, or you know, no,
2: like, a, like stereotypically IMDb. kind of. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Right, Everyone. that saves me doing it. Um, but yeah, his character is I always thought was quite entertaining as well. How <laughs> how how he played out because, um, like and I, with especially with these because like say he's like a side character to uh, Tinley Dalton's character, who's the main like yeah. say instigator. But the thing is, or oh, what I like about this the throw. Timothy uh, Dalton at you at the start, to, so you know he's going to be like the like one of the main bad guys. Just the way he's portrayed, they make it so obvious that you start doubting yourself, and that yeah. that's the thing. But in a way. As, as you said, the twist is they're all in it except from Nick Frost's character. It's either they didn't trust him because he was either that stupid, <laughs> or oh, that, that's how Aww. he was portrayed. But I just love all his, uh, like, say when he starts trying to make friends with Simon Pegg's character Nicholas Angel, uh, and the, with you call him Angle as well. That's why, <laughs> I yeah, like that. yeah that's so <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> but um, and the and he tra- and the way the bond is over American action movies like uh, Point well, Break. Pushed. Bad boys and stuff like it. it's like, have you ever shot like uh shot your yeah, gun in the air and stuff and shouted and like, no, why would I do that? that that's 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 a that's a felony that's breaking breaking the law to do that. And he's getting to know, but it'll look good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's class. I love the fact he's just sat there. He's like, what do you want to watch? Uh, Point Break or Bad Boys 2. Which one's better?
0: Mm-hmm. This one.
4: So well watch that right then we'll watch this one next
0: <laughs> it's like he
4: wasn't expecting the all no. night before it.
1: it's um he was called michael, michael, michael. strong but yeah. his nickname was lurch
4: yeah Ah, yeah. uh, he was class um
1: he was he was really good very unrecognizable that... as like obviously because we know him as the hound yeah so it, it, even even with that tall stature still unrecognizable
4: I mean, Goodwill calls me a mountain, but I'm like a molehill compared to that fella. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's huge. It's like, right. um, I, I still say one of my favourite parts of Hot Fuzz mm-hmm. is Bill Bailey's Nobody Tells Me
0: Nothing. <gasps> oh, <laughs> you realise yes. he's twins.
4: And you realise <laughs> he's twins later on. It's like, get in. <laughs>
1: Forgot about Bill Bailey because he was in—he was in space as he well. Was. He played Bilbo.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> a <laughs> <laughs> Bill Bailey's one of my favourite people as well. Look at him! Look
0: at him! <laughs> you back in
2: a second.
4: No worries, Grant. No problem. <laughs> what was? Your, no, what you, was my second favourite? Like.
2: what would you say was your favourite death in? in this one because there was some quite interesting ones because
1: um maybe the, the the scissors was it the scissors and the um the, the garden shares. Shares, the hedge yeah. yeah that's pretty brutal that yep. mine I'm, was... I'm talking in a cornish accent now it's pretty brutal <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no uh mine was probably the uh, the tim messenger where they drop the uh, like the gargoyle mm. off the church, and you see it actually he 's looking up and it just impales him and goes through his full body as well like as, as Grant said yeah. earlier that like the effects they used on the death scene is, was was something special um, I was just asking Grant what's your favorite death scene in hot fuzz?
3: yeah, I can still hear you uh,
0: <laughs>
3: it, I mean strictly speaking it 's not a death as such, but Timothy Dalton getting impaled yeah oh. uh, with the thing through there. I don't oh, think they get any closure as to whether he dies or not. No, he survives yeah. he's getting
4: he's getting taken away in the ambulance, isn't he? Ice cream.
3: What <laughs> oh, oh, yes. about that bit? That being the case then it's the church as well. Yep. I love that bit where it just fucking just rams it down into uh... the,
4: the spire just absolutely annihilates his head.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. Unbelievable. Loved it. That's oh. <laughs> I think that's most people's favourite.
2: It was quite a graphic movie as well because when you think of most comedies or movies now, they try and shy away from like that type of like like Mm -hmm. I know if you're talking about violence and like to get the ratings down as well. As if you look back when the Dark Knight came out, there's not one drop of blood in the Dark Knight Mm -hmm. movie because it would have made them uh, like a rating higher than what they wanted, so. Mm -hmm. Again, to, to go at the level there was. I think this was only a fifteen as well, wasn't it? When I'm sh-
1: I, think it was. I will tell you. I have my Google open.
2: Yeah, just keep
1: talking. I'll find yeah.
2: out because I know with a lot of movies, like say they are scared of the ratings. Because Shaun the Dead was an eighteen because it was a horror movie. So this one, like I say, that did, like say, played out more as a as a comedy aspect, like a murder mystery type thing, but. As you said, if you're going through the cast, like Jim Broadbent was absolutely just a delight all the way through this, like as the lovable like place sergeant, and how he was like saying, "I did this all for his uh, his wife that passed away," and that was that was that was the like the reasoning behind this, and and the fact that they were actually not just getting rid of these people; they were actually killing everyone who like say like the 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 antisocial behaviour like youths the. The living statue and stuff like that. Like to the oh, point yeah. to, the, to the degree. But when he when he goes to the hole and the living statue is still in in pose down there with everyone that's dead, that was always always like you say a clever little touch. But as you said, the little, little nods to all the movies, like that uh, the farmer with the big coat was so reminiscent of like the basketball diaries when he pulls out the uh, the shotgun and starts firing uh, like almost like to the uh, trench coat mafia type situation there. <laughs> It
1: was an eighteen, so many, is
2: it? It was an eighteen. Fuzz. I thought Fuzz was,
1: was an eighteen. 18. Uh huh. <laughs> um, because it's used aggressively and repeatedly in dialogue. Um, mm. I'm sure. I think this is what I'm reading, right? What's R in America? Uh, yeah, it's
2: eighteen.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, eighteen. It's an eighteen. All oh, right. I, I thought it was all kind of Yeah, yeah. I never, I never Sh- saw it as an eighteen movie.
4: No, no I didn't either. I, th- I think it'll probably be the repetitive gunfire. Mm. The
1: and maybe the death scenes as well. Like,
4: so nah, there was quite um, a lot of blood squirts.
3: Yeah. It's gratuitous the bit where the um the gargoyle hits him. If you remember, it kind of hits him, and then the body staggers around <laughs> before it falls. Oh, what was? It's, ver- it's very very uh over in the your top face. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah. Was it a gargoyle? I'm sure it was the church spire. It was a spire? Like yeah, it was, it, was it was triangular. Something from the yeah. church
2: fell. It was it was pyramid head. That's how they did it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was an
4: unbelievable scene, that <laughs> though.
2: True, but it, 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 that's what amazes you about these type of like ratings and stuff. Because like I, I, I don't understand how like a little bit of blood or like say certain words can be that offensive. Where it can say you have to be 18 or like 16 to see a movie. I remember. Like the hell on when Saving Private Ryan came out because there was yeah. one scene in Saving Private Ryan that the, that the campaigned to either get removed or to have an 18 certificate, and it was the one where he was fighting the the German in like in the tower, and he slowly stabs him yeah. to death, and he slowly puts in his like they're going shh, like quiet him down, and there was hell on because it was shown a death in like a really violent and slow way rather than like a quick. See, now yeah. you see it. Now you don't. Yeah, and it was portrayed that way. And I remember being like, I was getting, but it had to be done that way. Like the way, yeah. like if if it was done any other way, we, we might as well not have that part in the movie.
4: But it's for impact, it's a war film. War mm-hmm. is hell.
2: Yeah that's all like i know we'll probably get into this subject later down the line with other like when we have a yeah. spent when we're talking because i think we're doing banned movies at one point as well so mm. we'll yeah we're probably we getting we'll get the censorship and how it affects but that that always boggles my mind because this this is probably one of the most inoffensive 18s i've probably seen in a long time than hot <laughs> if it is and yeah. it wasn't yeah that's
1: crazy And. Um- Michael saying, in the Michael, sorry, Goodwill saying in the chat that it was a 15, but then it got bumped up to an 18.
2: Right, so that might be because so, when I saw so it, it, the pictures, about it yeah, because I know they did that with certain movies when, like, because yeah. when there wasn't a 12 rating on VHS, like Batman Returns was a 12 at uh, the cinema, but when it came out of video, it was a 15. PG.
4: Oh, was it 15? Oh, I'm it's sure, 15. I had a copy that said PG.
2: I think, it's come, I think it was downgraded, but I remember because I tried to buy it and I got turned down, so that's why I know. <laughs> I had to get my parent to go and get it for when I went to the store and oh, buy oh. this? And went, no.
1: <laughs> oh, I used to do that to my dad. I used to send my dad to a shopping and to Music Zone and be like, right, this is what I need, friend. Go and get me my, uh, go and get me my over the 18 stuff, please. <laughs> um, another famous actor who's in this film who I... Could not get my head around, look the way that he did. Uh, yeah. Frank Gallagher from Shameless. Yep. Wow. Like, what a bath does for
2: you. And he used his proper accents rather than his uh, a fake one.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I got a major shock when I saw him because I'm a huge, I love Shameless. Um, and when I saw him, I was like, oh, my God. He looks like obviously, of course, he looks different from Frank, but the the accent as well. I was like, wow, because I know he was a theater actor, so this role was like perfect for him. But I love the whole Romeo and Juliet play. It is absolutely fantastic.
4: It was brilliant. <laughs> I, just the end of it with a start singing <laughs> stitches every time. I, I think the favorite cameo in that one again was Bill Nye.
0: Hmm.
4: Just the oh, no, yeah. police commissioner, it's just when he comes in. no then. <laughs> it's
2: it's Steve Coogan as well. he didn't expect Captain ah, they the captain, getting like, "Oh, want to take it higher?" And he's like, "Do you want to take it higher?" Yep. Yeah. And like everyone's like waiting to tell Sergeant Angle to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Walks over the room and
4: they're already having the party. <laughs>
2: <laughs> then, oh, like,
1: the uh, in that.
2: Yeah, but then at the end, they're, they're begging for him to come back because crimes at all time that higher something like the <laughs> Yeah. <up here. laughs>
4: And he's like, Yeah, yeah you've got Martin
1: Freeman in that scene as well. It, Martin yeah. Freeman is in all three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've just put that together.
4: Well, he's only a cameo in the first one. Yeah, he's yeah. part of the
1: the alternative crew, isn't he? Yeah. But yeah, he's in all three of them. Yep. Yeah. All right. Look at me figuring stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: almost like we're watching the movie together. <laughs> oh,
0: friendship.
2: <laughs> no, um, I, I, I think. As as for me, Shaun of the Dead would always be like my favorite because that was the introduction. But um, Hot Fuzz is close close by, and I think repeat if, repeat viewing Hot Fuzz is the one that stands up the strongest as well. Because yeah. when you watch it over and over, like Shaun of the Dead, you can watch and but you notice little things, and this there's, there's certain things that you, you you would probably not. I would say I'm not like say clever enough to say I would change anything, but there's certain things that you oh. think are oh, probably could do without or not not having yeah. but, but then hot fuzz is like i said there's very little i would complain about or think oh that doesn't need it to be in there but no i, I think this one's um like i say it it, it it feels like it's a long movie i don't know how long the actual it's, movie was
1: i've just seen it it's two hours
2: mm. two
1: hours and something but it something wasn't that much Right, um, and it's one and it scored incredibly high on Rotten Tomatoes. Yep. Uh, it's like ninety ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's like two
2: hours five minutes long, or something like that. Which is the stranger. This is the like one of the most British comedies out there, but this I think Hoffa's done the best in America. Like I remember yeah. it coming out and being absolutely huge in
1: America.
4: Oh, that shocks us a little bit. Well, it mm-hmm. was, um, Shaun of the Dead was going to be, originally it was meant to be straight to DVD in America mm-hmm. because they didn't think they were going to get the humour. But mm-hmm. the internet literally saved that film because mm-hmm. the second all the reviews from the UK started coming out and people were saying to the friends in America, you've got to watch this film. You're going to fucking love it. It got a theatrical release over there and it saved the film.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I never so, even... I, when it comes to english films like this cuz i love british movies yeah like i have such a soft spot for british film filmmaking I, I think we do some of the best filmmaking um real filmmaking like it just feels authentic and not movie magic like hollywood magic yeah. um i'm i'm trying to make my point where i'm not just slagging off somebody else because i do like hollywood films i just think <laughs> For me, I love aesthetically how our films are done. Um, it shocks us that Americans would get us.
4: Yeah, well, well this is what got me because in in that vein, you had 28 days later an amazing British film, mm-hmm. and you had 28 weeks later when the Americans got hold of it and it just went nah. It's just mm-hmm. an action film now. You've literally turned one of the greatest zombie films, sorry, zombie films, mm-hmm. into an action film. No. Leave our, leave, leave our stuff alone, please. Because mm-hmm. they were meant to do a sequel to Dog Soldiers as well. Yeah. Now, if they'd done a sequel to Dog Soldiers, I guarantee you 100% that film would have failed fucking yeah. miserably. Mm-hmm. you really miserable.
1: like that film as well? It's one
4: of my favourite films of all
1: yeah.
4: time. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like A, a Plane Journey to Hollywood would have been made then. I, I genuinely think uh, DC Sniper would have had an no out on me. Where are you at, Michael Bay?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go get you. <laughs> The Cornish oh. accent. Oh,
2: I go get you, crusty beard. For the, for the greater good,
0: greater great great good,
4: Crusty great <laughs> juggler veins. Yeah. But
2: that's the thing. I think with because these are on sequels. That that's what I think yeah. the best way I can describe. Them. With it, it's probably the only trilogy out there that interlinks, isn't but isn't like say a direct sequel each other, which I think is yeah. done really well. Sean the Dead, I think you could do a sequel for, and it would be entertaining. Yep. I don't want to see a Hot Fuzz sequel. I don't no, want to see not. part two or like because it's like capturing the same type of magic. Mm. Um, I don't think because you wouldn't get the same type of actors. It would have to go to a different make village or a different town and, and play it out differently. But um, as you said, the same jokes in this one, like you've got Red and it back in this one, the fencing. Have you ever heard of a shortcut? Again, it's done this. Same joke, but done a different way. Like when he's hopping yeah. over the, the fences, and this time, um. But one of my best, like, favorite cameos as well is uh, Stephen Merchant with the Swan. Yes. It's like so understated, but hilarious when you see them chasing that Swan around that village. It's, it's like this, and then you get the report back saying oh the Swan got out again. So it's like a, a thing that they know that happened, and they sent like the new guy to get sorted. So, um, it's just like as, as <laughs> oh, again, the best way to describe it is just fun.
1: Are you thinking
4: of his name? Mr. Peter Ian Stager. P.I. Stager. P.I. (laughs) Stager! It was brilliant. Mm. I just love how at the end the swan's the saviour. Yes. Because it it gets the dart. It's like the Jurassic Park scene with the Dilophosaurus. Yes. And And also...
1: And also you get to see Nick Frost eating the blue Cornetto.
4: Yep. Because in the
1: first one, he ate the red Cornetto.
4: Yep. And it was and the brain freeze moment. What's the matter? You yeah. go, brain freeze. No, I've got a brain wave. Back to the station.
1: <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't think I've ever laughed so much on this podcast. Like, my face is hurting. <laughs>
2: gotcha. Just want to shout as well, because I've just seen in the chat, uh Dave hopes, yes. Dave's got the Rona, so get well, no, Dave. I get well, Dave. <laughs>
1: get well, Dave. He's well, saying he's, he's going to go and watch Hot Fuzz. Good uh, choice, my friend. Good choice. Damn right. Feel better soon.
2: <laughs> <But> yes. <laughs> um So moving on from this, uh, we could all do with a pint, so uh yes. the world's end. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's Get on that pub crawl. We're
4: so going to like, do
1: The World's
2: End. So Kev looks like he's excited to see this one. So I'll let him just start off and, and tell him it's, why he likes this movie. It's
4: my favourite in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. It's universally panned. People do not like it. Mm-hmm. It is my favourite because every single character you mm-hmm. can relate to in some way, shape yeah. or form, every single character has a story.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Every single one of us and I guarantee every single one of the people listening have had friends that have done shit like that to them, have done shit like that to people, and have friends that are in that situation. And it felt like an absolute gem of a partnership to me. Like, none of them wanted to be there. But mm-hmm. they had yeah. to make sure that he was all right, even though they didn't like him.
1: Yeah. yeah. But it uh, was... Oh, can we this? It, no, you absolutely... <laughs> I absolutely adore this film, probably for the same reasons the friendship I yep. love watching people develop. I love watching old friendships go from tatters to mended. And this gets in a, the, I know we'll probably talk about it at the end scene makes me cry every time. It's one yep. of the funniest, funniest comebacks to an argument ever, but it still makes me cry because they did it together.
4: Mm-hmm. And you've got, the, you've got the meme that's going round at the moment. Again,
0: the
4: Big Lamp. <laughs> the Big Lamp. <laughs> Everyone's seen it. I guarantee you. over the last couple of days, everyone has seen where well, you just fuck off, you Big Lamp.
2: Yep. And guess who's shared it as well? Gabe, the American.
4: <laughs> there we go. Wow. There we go. Yeah. An American but getting British humour again.
2: Certainly. They've done it. What about you, Grant? I know you're, like, so you're trying to find, fight off the beasts there in your... In your land. <laughs> He's on mute
0: still.
1: No, he's No, not. he's not. You're still
2: there, Grunge?
3: Oh, I, was just yep. talk, I was just talking quietly because <laughs> they're all lying down now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, they
1: don't hear me. They'll not um,
3: move. World's End, I only watched through for the first time last night. I've tried to watch it about eight or nine times since it mm. came out, and every single time it's been like either 10, 15 minutes in, I've either fallen asleep I've started playing on my phone or something else has grabbed my attention mm-hmm. and I, did, I I think out of the three films the first act is probably the weakest mm-hmm. out of any of them yeah. as a result um, that's the only way that I can put it because once I, I was like no, I've got to sit and watch this regardless of how shit I think it is I've got to do some homework because I'm always cripplingly underprepared on these podcasts <laughs> and the second and the third act blew me away um mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned kind of the emotional scenes and what have you obviously we're going to go into the emotional scenes and what have you but there was a, a few of them in there where i did not expect it to curveball me the way that it did and it's
0: mm-hmm.
3: it's what puts it in higher regard than shawn of the dead for me now is the caliber of the writing i was expecting it to be like Sean of the dead and with the lack of character character depth i know that sounds harsh just so you know i Shaun of the mm. Dead was my least favourite. I still think Shaun of the Dead is an unbelievably good film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But i say the writing in the second and third mm-hmm. bits, they just just—they got me. They really, yeah. really got me and engaged me past the comedy and the mm-hmm. humour and the daftness into and an almost... Emo- it's not even almost. I think we're all going to get onto the same scene. It engaged me to an emotional level that I did not expect that film to do to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, beautifully, beautifully written. Yeah, and it creeps up on you. You know, it, it, does. it doesn't overdo the th- the first act to make it not build the way yeah. that the film does. It it understates the first act, knowing that the end is going to go
4: mm-hmm. little knock bit of the park. Little bit of trivia on the first act because Grant said it's like the weakest part, and I absolutely agree with that. I do, but there's one bit of trivia, and that I find absolutely fucking hilarious. The scene where he's getting Paddy Considine, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. walking through the building site. And you see all the bricks drop, and you hear someone shout, For fuck's sake! Mm -hmm. The bricks weren't meant to drop, and that was actually Edgar Wright. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. I
0: love that.
4: Bricks weren't meant to drop at all, so he got really pissed off and just shouted, For fuck's sake! Yep, that was uh, completely not meant to be there. Ah, I
2: like it. But I see, out of the three, I know you like say everyone like say everyone's got the opinions this is probably my least favorite, not because it's a bad movie, it's probably because of the tonal change, yeah, because the two films were very even though like say we're talking about a horror and murder mystery, it was quite light hearted it was quite colorful, it mm-hmm. was quite vibrant, this one's dark, like the tones the subject matter, and even like say the like the friendships aren't. Yeah. The friendships are broken in this one, which I think mm-hmm. was a was a, was a great touch. But normally, I like the dark films. I like the ones that are like say a bit off kilter, like say makes you feel uncomfortable. But I think because we had the two before, and it, it felt like say a warm blanket, and like say something that you were used to, it was too much of a tonal change for me to appreciate at the time. Again. <clears throat> if I went back and watched it probably separately, if I watched, like if I didn't see the first two films before this, mm-hmm. I probably would have been, loved it more than I did. But I was hoping for that type of like, say light relief. And even though this does go wacky and have some, some daft bits at times, it's n- like, see, you, you, you don't ever get away from like, the like what the film's about, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cause yeah. again, it's a film about uh, at the end, Robot aliens taking over, like say a town. That I know it sounds ridiculous, but it's not. It's about broken friendships and broken people. That's the main tone of this film. And that that's kind of yeah. something that was was a little bit hard to get me head around because mm-hmm. I was expecting. Like of what we got in the first two films?
4: Yeah, that was it's, exactly how it was when I first yeah. watched it. I didn't enjoy it as much, but then I went back and I just thought, I'm going to sit back, I'm going to watch it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And the performances are just, so much better. I mean, Simon Pegg always comes across as happy-go-lucky and really, really funny and like cracking jokes constantly. Mm-hmm. But to see him portray an absolutely broken oh. human being like he did there... Mm-hmm amazing absolutely amazing the
1: the whole film is about mending it's about fixing yeah. where it goes from simon pegg's character to the friendship even to the aliens all they wanted to do was come down and fix humanity yeah. so it's all about like i don't know what the right word is because amending or fixing like that's the line i'm like that's where i'm going to but that it's it's the same tone throughout Um, these scenes if we can go and start talking about the scenes in this film, because holy shit, the fight scenes in this are amazing.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Whoever
1: choreographed them fight scenes, Rahavo
4: I absolutely love how Nick Frost moves.
1: <gasps> it's it's like water.
4: It's fluid, and it's like watching uh-huh. a rugby player that's learned how to wrestle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not like WWE, like raw kind of wrestling. It's like Greco Roman wrestling. It's freestyle catch wrestling. And he's he's whoever it is. I don't know if it's Nick Frost or if it's a stunt double. He's he's talented. Right? I would
1: he's, like to think that that's Nick Frost myself. Why
4: Charlotte's dad told me a story earlier on that made me believe it was. Now they were backstage at a, an award ceremony after um, Grant might like this story as well. So is it, this? It, I
1: think I know where you're going. So I you think she just told it in the chat. Yeah,
4: <laughs> um, it kind of took me by surprise because Nick Frost, like really really happy-go-lucky guy. Um, but they were backstage at an awards ceremony after Mission Imp- one of the Mission Impossible films. And um, Tom Cruise turned around to Simon Pegg, oh, is this your fat friend? Mm-hmm. So Nick Frost just sort of dived in to try and like, go for um, Tom Cruise and his bodyguard stepped in the way and Nick Frost had his bodyguard against the wall by the throat, crushing his windpipe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't fuck with that man. No,
1: because <laughs> as he said in Paul, it's power.
4: It's, yep, I, it's power. I, I don't know if the story's true or not. I just heard the, like,
1: yeah, so Charlotte, Charlotte said it in the chat and Goodwill backed her up on it. So, so uh, it,
4: it's, it's been told it, before. I can't find any information on it anyway, so I don't know how true it is or not. But I heard the story and I thought, I can kind of see it. He's a big guy and he's quite fast. Yeah.
0: yeah.
4: And I can. you hear about comedians that can just turn on a dime kind of thing. Yeah. And he looks like he can defend himself, but he also yeah. looks like he won't take shit regardless of who you are. Yeah, Tom exactly. Cruise is he's, he's known to be quite rude. Mm-hmm. and I couldn't see Nick Frost taking shit off him I couldn't
2: nah. uh, but at, if, if the story did get out the Scientologists have probably wiped it off the internet that's, exactly. probably the <laughs> that's probably why you don't
1: know it all Is because they, they've come and taken it away Yeah.
4: Or, that, what was that, was that new one um, that's out on Netflix from the it's a Paradise PD they're not allowed to say the name now so it's the Church of Science and Beep Boop oh I love
1: that Aww. Science of Beep
4: Boop
2: uh, now that's a cult you don't want to be involved in guys stay with the nerdy up uh, north one <laughs> <laughs> everyone,
1: what, every one of the, the my friends everyone what every one of my friends think that if a Scientologist could sit down with me for ten minutes i'd join <laughs> because <laughs> i am that I am that gullible and that naive and that impressionable that I would probably join <laughs> we, follow, if, if,
2: if we, if we can test that theory they, they normally stand outside of a uh, Burger King in the town centre every so often. <laughs> next, time, next time, next, yeah, yeah. the tests.
1: <laughs> yeah, next time we're out for food. Let's let's see if it works.
4: <laughs> oh, conversation starter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if, if I can just
3: spin back you guys just mm-hmm. for a little bit, um, I found a article um, where Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are talking about the fight scenes that they had to do, um, mm. and they were training for four weeks. Uh, with a fight choreographer called Brad Allen because they wanted to make as few cuts in the fight sequences as possible. So <laughs> both of them were pretty involved with regards it. to it, like backflips and, you know, we had spins through the air. Obviously that stunt doubles, but a yeah. lot of the the bodywork and the swinging and everything was both of them doing it. Yeah. Um, when you mentioned it there, mate, I thought, "Yeah, oh, i have got to find that fucking shit out." So <laughs> sorry, yeah, it no, it's really
1: interesting because it's it, it does look like a scene that's not being cut to shreds. It looks like you know, like a one shot fluid, like around the room yep. kind of thing. So it's not, and that's why I always thought that it was Nick Frost. Not that I ever went to go and look into it. I just assumed that there's there's not enough time to switch them round.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's uh, why I
1: always assumed it was Nick Frost.
4: It's, it's made me appreciate that more. Now, what I loved about the fight scenes is it was like a barroom fight. Yeah. It wasn't all yes, polished.
1: Yes, it was. Yes.
4: It wasn't all polished. You didn't always see the hands coming back to the face for God. The elbows tucked into the ribs, the lower yeah. stance. It was wild haymakers coming through and it looked brilliant.
1: And it looked like people who were not experienced fighters either. Yeah. like the, this, this is just off the cuff. Not like, it's its just such a great scene. And the fact that they started oozing out blue, I was like, <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> I,
4: I thought it was brilliant. I love the, um, like the looks on their faces once they've realised that and they're all sat back at the table and they're just like, shit, so what funny. do we do now? Who's the designated driver? And Nick Frost, like 12 shots in this <laughs> <possible>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's boo-boo. <laughs> yeah. Let's but, boo-boo. But
2: again, like I said, to give spoilers away from these movies as well, I love the fact that uh, they took a beat from Hot Fuzz as uh, well and used uh, a bo- Bond as a villain. So yep. we have Pierce Brosnan in this one. So they were yep. doing the, um, like say, take the piss out of Brit- like, British movies again by having the ultimate, well, playboy heroes, like the Bonds, like Timothy Dalton and Pierce yep. Bro- Brosnan being the bad guys in the movie. And- well,
4: was he really a bad guy? I mean, were they really bad guys if they were trying to fix the earth? And enslave humanity sense. is is, is Ex- a I mean, world, it wasn't really it wasn't in, really enslaving humanity. They were kind of freezing and like cryogenically, like sort of taking humanity out to fix the world. There was no hint that we weren't gonna get it back. Hmm. It was
1: mm, I think that is a for major debate though.
3: But they were turning us a fertilizer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were growing the plants the back.
4: <laughs> We'll go on the plants back. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. There's, some people that just deserve it. So, <laughs> so <Darwin. laughs>
1: um, um the the um the two big emotional impactful bits in this is probably one of the biggest gut punches I've ever taken in a co- what I would deem as a comedy I, film. i
4: I'm, I'm going to take a stab in the dark at this one for your first one. Mm. Was it Martin Freeman's speech?
0: Oh, <laughs> which one? <laughs>
4: Isn't this what you want? Isn't this what you've always wanted? The yes. immortal times with that broke
1: me. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that one.
4: That broke me. Like literally, I'm not even gonna deny it. The first time I watched this film properly and I sat back just to enjoy the performances, I cried.
1: <laughs> I completely, but that wasn't the one I was going for. It was literally it was, was when you when you find out Simon Pegg is where he is. Like mm-hmm. we all know this is a front. We all I've had this friend who puts on a front who, you know, want to get the band well, back together kind of thing.
2: We've all been that friend, that's the thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah no, that's true. No, you're absolutely right but you don't realise to the to the where he actually is mm-hmm. in his life and how far he's gone and how fucking depressed he is and just wanting to search for them glory days like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I can I see myself in that so much. It's not that I look to go back to my youth, I always, when I feel like I'm upset, I try to find, go back to a place of when I was happy.
2: Yeah, you, You're talking uh, to the guy that can't get out of the 80s. It's
1: true. <laughs> that is so true. I keep forgetting.
4: But <laughs> you're, how you're could talk, I keep forgetting? <laughs> you're talking to a man who thinks Back to the Future is the perfect trilogy. It is. And, uh, and, and and and
2: the crystal and, and crystal skull never happened, so we've still got two perfect. I'll tropes. agree with you on
4: that one.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know what you're referring to when you mention crystal skulls, so you know. Yeah, well,
4: we don't know; it didn't exist. Things just go. didn't happen.
1: There you go. We'll do a um, podcast but... on it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
4: it what we're going to do, we'll just hold up a piece of paper saying it doesn't exist.
1: Staying <laughs> early, everyone. <laughs>
4: <laughs> They're great <are> good.
1: <laughs> They're greater good. But no, it's it, I, I love the I don't love, but it is an impactful scene when you find out about Simon yeah. uh, Pegg's character. And that last bit where they are literally arguing backwards and forwards, and there is tears in Simon Pegg's eyes that you, they are they look genuine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know the tear that you can't control and it just drops out your face. Yeah. yeah that's what was going on there and i I ball my it's so funny Mm -hmm. it's hilarious especially when um the other andy joins Mm -hmm. and they start like the three of them are having a go it is hilarious but at the same time it is gut-wrenching to
4: listen to it yeah this is um it it is horrible but I, i don't know um again i'm just going to assume on this one um Simon Peck had been going through a fucking shitload. I mean, there'd, there'd been alcoholism and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this was like filmed and made when he was getting off all of that. I, and I feel don't know like if this I was a personal sto- experience. Yeah, I feel I, like I know I
1: that. I feel like I've heard
4: something about uh-huh. it, but I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I'm just going to assume, because
0: mm-hmm. the
4: range, the range of acting through all of his films just elevated exponentially at that point. So I don't know if that was a personal experience for him or not. But it, it was, it felt real. It felt raw. Yeah, it's an interesting one because, as you said, this was a big,
2: big change to what we were used to with Simon Pegg. Like, yeah. he was always the happy-go-lucky cool, loser type thing where he was kind of like accidentally fell into something or, like say, the thing. But this one, it's like everything's in his own because everything he did in this movie like, results into, like say, a the act well these actions uh results into like say every like his friendships breaking down uh yep. never really like getting past them certain elements never leaving the 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 character he was when like say the sh- shit went bad he, he still stayed there so yeah it, it was a completely different thing the only again this is a small complaint this is me not bitching about the movie because they I always mention this as the or trilogy, but it doesn't feel like a full stop movie. If that makes sense, it doesn't yeah. feel like. I know it's called the World's End, which should be like say be relevance that it is the end to the trilogy, but it didn't feel that way. Yeah, it I, I felt I, like there could have been more that could have done, or it could have been a different way it ended. Yeah, do you
0: know? I, I think it's
1: because of the end scene with the where he's got his he's where we're in the apocalypse. He's and got a Simon- blanks. And he's got his gang, yeah. Yeah. And that's like that's like an open him to something something else. Yeah. So I kind of get what you're
4: saying. I'm kind of glad that they left it there. Though the part that got me about the end was the look on Nick Frost's face when he's like, so a lot of us have had to go back to natural foods. But to be honest with you, I don't miss much processed food and then the coronado rubber just slaps on the on on thing the and
1: goes past. Like, the um, <laughs> all the films as well were were filmed with a slight tint on them. Yep. That's not very noticeable, but red, it's, it's there, red, mm-hmm. blue, and green. And I, I thought that was so brilliant. Like it's really clever. It's the touches. It's just the little things, isn't it, that like really make these films incredibly special.
4: It is. It's um it but yeah, again taking it back to the start of like World's End. Paul is 100% correct. The tonal shift in this film is massive.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Like It's like we've had horror comedy, we've had action comedy. Have some doom.
2: It's like a black comedy, yeah. almost like an American... like Because when Americans do what they call dark comedy or anything like that, it's yeah. like laughing at things that make people feel uncomfortable. It's like Ricky Gervais nailed it with The Office. It, it was kind of taking a slice... Um, of that aspect to it. I can say it almost. It it almost went to like uncomfortable comedy, if that makes sense. Yeah,
1: yeah it's incredibly cringy comedy and I fucking live for it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you are the cringe queen, bless you. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a whole, I like I say there's elements that as you said, that work so well. I think out of the two, hot fuzz and Sean sit together and sit back and back, and you can think you can see them fit. Yeah. This one is kind of like fits, but kind of like misshapenly as well. It's like the jigsaw puzzle doesn't quite. Think. That's yeah. why I don't. Again, not not in the trilogy. That's why I don't consider it the perfect trilogy, a la Back to the Future. So yeah,
4: train. <laughs> <coughs>
1: <Wine> <coughs> I totally get what you mean. It doesn't. It doesn't have the same tone, feels, beats, rhythms that the first two had. Um, it could, and I'm sure there was talks where Edgar Wright was saying, like, we could really just slot in another film here
2: to fit... So they could do, they could do a Goonies. Yep. Sean, the dead ah. Goonies. Sean and the Goonies reference. How long has this been going there? on for? <laughs> yeah, it Goonies? took us... Uh, I can't <laughs> <see>. <laughs> Hardest, guys. It's becoming yeah. like, it's like or the or thing none. now. It really
1: is. It's becoming a running theme in the episodes where Paul you, has to get in a comparison
4: to the Goonies, or even yeah. just a mention. You, you've go- reviewed it. It's all good. No, <laughs> never let it, you know.
2: go. Goonies never say die. They really uh, don't. No. <laughs> 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 I will. I've started this are... podcast on the Goonies. I'll end it on the Goonies.
4: I, I, I... <laughs> I kind of feel like Corey Feldman's made like a million in royalties just off this podcast. To be
2: fair, it was his birthday the other day, I think. <laughs> Happy birthday <of> Corey Feldman. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even come on the podcast. Should
4: <laughs> have come on the podcast.
2: If we <laughs> had the money, he'd oh, be coming on. I'd be
4: Speaking of that, I actually I... did invite Nick Frost onto this one.
2: I would be terrified to have Corey Feldman on this podcast. Have you heard some of the stuff he talks about now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't no. be comfortable having that conversation. <laughs> no, uh,
1: no. <laughs> I think there'd be a lot of censorship. I, it, it just, it would never um, be able to air. It
4: wouldn't. What's that? Corey technical difficulties. We're losing it. We're losing. Oh, America signals.
1: What you gonna do? I could just see it. Kev, go back to you. Invited Nick Frost on here.
4: Yeah. I've been following him on, on Instagram for a while um, and he's normally quite interactive with his fans. So I thought it's worth a shot. So I sent him a message saying, look, we're going to be doing a Cornetto trilogy podcast. And um, obviously drop the name of the podcast in. Plug, um, <laughs> Little plug there. Yeah. I um, just thought if, we'll try it. If you've got any trivia or anything like that, so I can blow the guys away with it. um <gasps> any like behind the scenes or anecdotes or anything like that, any stories that I could uh, possibly borrow off you to tell, mm-hmm. um, then I sent him a message a day later saying, or better still on the subject of this, would love to have you as a guest. I can guarantee everyone would be blown away by it, but he didn't mm-hmm. read the messages. So that's lovely that though.
1: I thought I'd try
4: it,
2: you know, yeah.
1: that is lovely. Um, Kevin the, Smith knows
2: we're, we're alive now, so that's exactly. A good thing. So and now,
1: <laughs> and if he ever reads that down the line, he's going to see that. And um, mm. I do love some of the um, bits. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. I've watched like the making of it and shit like that, and um, mm. the 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 buzz cut in the back of Nick Frost's head.
4: Yeah.
1: I absolutely love the fact that they were using, you know, the whole jackass thing where they were doing the yep. razor, he, they did it to Nick Frost. And if you look halfway through the film, he's got the shaved bit on the back of his head. He it's so great.
4: <laughs> what I keep laughing at is um, World's End's Paddy Considine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The producers and things like that and the writers didn't want Paddy Considine on board because they didn't think he was handsome enough. So Ed- Edgar Wright fought his corner and then sent him a note at the end saying you were brilliant. And by the way, you were really handsome. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> well, Paddy Considine is going to actually be the main star in House of Dragons. He is. And I and cannot I wait. I love neither, that Neither. Neither. He's a good, he, he's a good actor.
4: And... He stars in one of my favourite films of all time, Dead Man's Shoes. So. Yeah. No, a,
2: oh. he is one like say the best british actors that's really never sure. really got the big big break that he probably deserves i but hope
1: he gets it from this this uh, new house of dragons
2: yep. i really really do but i tell you what i do love about like sean the dead aspect of it because it was the, the stuff that followed afterwards uh, yes. and any like little cameo or reference like there was sean the dead posters up on movies tv shows like American culture became obsessed with it at the time. Like yeah. if you go into video stores and stuff, there's people picking up Shaun the Dead DVDs and stuff in movies. There's loads of little nods and little cameos, like throwbacks. It became like say like also almost like a, a running pop cult- culture joke, even though mm-hmm. the movies are yeah. taking the piss out of pop culture, which I yeah. always thought was super, like say brilliant done. You can almost like say if you look through like any recent or older horror films and stuff like, and especially in the last ten years. A so lot of not. them, ha- there's a lot of them have a little nods to Shaun the Dead, where the callbacks when Shaun, Shaun the Dead was doing nods to all the old yeah, ones as well. It's
1: so meta, but the, um, um,
4: the DVD. You- I'm sorry, go on. Sammy. No
1: problem.
4: Um the DVD actually in the DVD bin in Huffers. Yeah. Oh yes. my god!
1: Is it? Yeah. I yeah. didn't even know know what, what I was going to say is that I thought Paul was mentioning the after bit of Shaun of the Dead because they did a comic series and they also did a web series as well. And it gives you Lucy Davis' story of what happened to her and how she actually survived the zombie apocalypse by taking one of David's arms and sitting in a tree and fighting people off with it
4: the hell did um, I miss this?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's on the making of. You get to see like on the on the bonus content of the, of like a DVD. It's on there, and you get to see like all the different stories of other mm. characters. Like you get to see Nick Frost's story, um, how he got out from the how he got out from the actual cellar to the shed. How mm. Sean found him. So yeah, they they continued the story on, but they did it in a comic book form, which is very fitting to. Simon Pegg, because he's a massive nerd.
4: Yes, <laughs> uh, The end of Shaun of the Dead was very The Mist by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. The second yes. he got out the Pope the army turned up. And yes! Ed could have survived. Yeah. Well, no, he, he, he died, didn't he? he got, he'd been bitten. He got, he got yeah. bitten, but... Yeah.
1: But it's still that moment, though, isn't it? Because they're, they're ready to take their own lives.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And... That it's
2: it's the ending you wanted from the mist. <laughs> oh, no, no, oh, God, That's still, I, I love that film, but I, it, That's I can only watch it every it. so often because it, it proper breaks you. Um, the only thing I can't think what I was going to say now. My brains just went to mush there. Um, it's the heat. Yeah, it's, it's the heat again. It's it's very warm, but no, um, there's so many different aspects and like things that you can enjoy about all three movies. Like you can take away, but as you said. You'll probably not fe- find three separate movies about three separate subjects to fit in this way, and I don't think they would work in any way. And that just shows you how clever the people involved, like Egg Wright, like say that, like the man behind the scenes that doesn't get half the credit that he originally did when these films came out, because mm-hmm. all the all the went to Simon Pegg um, like say, and very and Nick Frost to a degree, but like say that he was the mastermind behind all this and i'm just gutted that like say what happened afterwards like with the ant-man movie where we got half of that egorate ant-man movie yeah. like the humor and, and the like the heist aspect to it was like all him but then like say it wasn't quite up to what marvel wanted and we got what we got but yeah. there's so many much of his fingerprints all over that movie oh, but it's absolutely still my, it's
1: still that-
4: top 5 for me
1: that mm-hmm. scene where they do the, um, the Fast Beacon and, the, you know, the Fast Beacon, mm-hmm. that's Edgar Wright. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: That's
1: all Edgar Wright. Because yeah. it is very, well, the minute we saw that, we were like, holy shit, you can tell that that's him. Like, mm-hmm. they still have elements of his script in it.
2: Because mm-hmm. but- there was
1: no reason to change some of it. I don't believe they fell out on bad terms. No. I oh, just-
2: no. Just, they wanted an action film and he didn't want to do an action film. He wanted to just like say, do it as a heist.
4: Yeah, yeah, well, this this is what gets me. They've said it wasn't up to scratch from Marvel. It shits all over anything we've had in Phase 4 so far.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's a, that's another topic for a
4: different <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I
2: know Grant's going redder and redder in the corner there, bless him. Um, How you doing, Grant? <laughs> I don't know why I look so red on this camera, man, because in my face I'm not
3: that tanned or sunburned, but every single time we're on I'm like, Oh, you? purple. <laughs> it's,
4: it's, it's like you're you're kind of looking like a Sin City character here, like. Hey, you know, <laughs> yeah. not that... No, you're, you're know, really she, not, actually.
2: <laughs> no, so uh, is, have we missed anything that you want to add there, Grant? Because I know you've been waiting patiently there. Yeah, you are. No, no, I mean, like I said, World's End is the... It's. I've only
3: just watched it last mm-hmm. night, and like I said earlier on, it absolutely smashed me. You know, Sammy was going on about, you know, the bit where you find out that it... You know, Simon Pegg is as broken as he is. Mm-hmm. And she said that quite vaguely, and I was almost kind of struggling to work out which bit you meant because to me the breakdown of his character yeah. happens so well across the second yeah. and third yeah. act. I mean which bit did you mean?
1: It was when you, when he finally admits that he was suicidal. Yeah. That's the that, that's that's that the bit that broke us, the- but I totally get what you mean.
3: Yeah, that is the bit where, you know, where he's. Because I don't.
0: Where yeah, I don't. Careful.
1: I don't feel um, like that's where it was going at all. This no. I just thought he was, you know, wanting to get the band back together and live, relive the glory days, you know, and stuff like that. And yeah. I did not see that that was the actual. That, that That's where he
3: was in his life. That, that bit shattered me. Mm-hmm. It was. Like, when I was so it, I destroyed. I didn't see it coming. And yeah, it's a gut punch. Absolutely, yep. mate. Soul destroying. It's an mm-hmm. absolute knockout punch in the film. Yeah. Where you just, fuck. Um, that was
2: lost for words. Yeah, it, it, it really no, it is because no, that's so a You good, just uh,
1: don't see you
0: coming. Yeah, you know but you I think.
2: Don't. I think that's quite a, a nice puny way to leave it there, though, as well, with Grant being lost for words. Wow. <laughs> <Fannies>. <laughs> One question. <laughs>
4: <laughs> one question before this ends, because right. I get asked it all the time. Every time I'm talking about the world's end, could you do the pub crawl?
2: Ten years ago, yes. <laughs> now, not a chance. I wouldn't even make it past the second one.
1: <laughs> it depends. I feel like because I I don't drink, but like I can drink. Like I can keep up with people, so I feel like I, I might get so far.
2: No, I am the ultimate lightweight these days. Like, say two pints and I'll be seeing stars saying, is a, it a bedtime yet? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, just be... <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> that really tickled us.
3: <laughs> I'm still knocking back, but I suffer the next day. Yeah, like, on, on the night... I could manage it, but it would take me three days to recover from that now. Exactly uh, that,
2: that's if, what I hate these days. Like, this is gonna make me sound so old. I can't handle hangovers anymore. I don't want them,
1: <laughs> I don't want one. That's no. a simple fact. I just don't want one anymore. And if you could handle drunk Sam, which is a very like you've seen how emotional I can get. Sober, mm-hmm. it's on another level Grandpa's when I was gonna say
2: drunk. something <laughs> I saw the look on his face.
0: God,
4: if you want to, if
1: you want a crying emotional wreck
0: who just yeah, does right. not stop talking, <laughs>
4: you're not helping yourself here, Sammy. I'm going to say, right, temp, it's, I never she... do. I never <laughs> do.
2: She's going to start twerking again, and she's if she's only in her pants again. <gasps> well, I don't <laughs> have any trousers
1: on, so don't make a stand. <laughs>
2: Just
3: some on the floor behind you, Sammy. I think the last Sorry. time I tried anything, I like that. some oh. over there, some over
0: there.
1: Um, I I never do this podcast. <laughs>
4: I think the last time I tried anything like that, um Charlotte did not appreciate me with the hangover the next day. I was literally clinging on to her arm. Can you make us a bacon sandwich,
0: <laughs> Charlotte? <laughs> <cup> <laughs> that was,
2: that was the last
4: big hangover I had. I haven't drank that much since then.
2: Well, I'll tell you the story. Uh, like I say, my wife, she can handle a drink. Bless her. She went out last night. Like I say, decided she got home, wanted to cook. She was mortal. Left the oven on and, and put on made some Yorkshire puddings. I came downstairs and the Yorkshire puddings were cold. So <laughs> we nearly had
4: a hot fuzz house explosion moment. Yeah, we
2: nearly did. Nearly, nearly was the end of the podcast. Um, woke up this morning and like I say. Very hasn't even left the house today. So, so yes, that's the thing when we get outraged. When you get get hangovers, it, you lose days, and it, it's not like when we were like twenty years old. Oh no, it no, I, all, back not, after a McDonald's. Not when I uh, could
1: literally go out on a Thursday night, come mm-hmm. back at four or five o'clock in the morning, and then go to work for twelve o'clock the next day and do it yep. do a twelve eight. And then go out again on Friday night. There was never another
4: night I wasn't in the house. <laughs> uh, I absolutely miss the days of being 17 years old, working at Orange and doing a 12 hour shift, finishing at eight o'clock at night, getting to town for half eight, nine o'clock, straight into Rafferty's, drink until I can't stand anymore, go to Fiora Eyes only, leave there at four o'clock in the morning, wake up at seven o'clock in the morning and be back at work. Yep. So
2: next, so next week's episode of the podcast, nerds that are too old to drink. But, uh... <laughs>
0: so,
2: yes, you
3: mentioned the you're age- on my old pub being like the Winchester. Jesus Christ, I took over that pub and I didn't sober up for six years. <laughs> I drank every day and I was out every night. How I survived that was beyond. I big.
4: genuinely think after the age of 30, going out two nights in a week should be classed as an extreme sport.
2: Yes. Wow, I love that. To do, is, uh, if I come out two nights away, it's an intervention type thing. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got a problem, but uh, no, um, sorry to go off thing, but a good question. I'd like, as I said, if anyone in the chat thinks they can do it, he's a
4: full of shit. <laughs> yeah, because I know uh,
1: who's in the chat.
4: <laughs> Charlotte could, I'll tell you now. Charlotte could, she shouldn't for health reasons, but she could bless for a um, tiny little dwarf, she can put it away. <laughs>
2: So that is the Connetto Trilogy. Like I say, we've pretty much, like I say, I think we're putting the words how we all feel. So that was a, quite a nice one for Sammy's little birthday treat there. So we've just got to wait for another year to get, get a choice again. I'm only joking. Yeah,
1: see.
2: <laughs> um, I, I've,
1: I've inputted in the
2: next three months. God, we've, we've, we've definitely got got them sorted out. Um we've still got Charlotte to give us our, uh, her choices for a vote so the next yeah. uh, ner- uh, Nerdy Up North vote to see what, what to do but next week I believe we are having Charlotte returning uh, for things that scared you as a kid
1: yeah so, things that scared you in your childhood yeah. this is from the list that we made on the bus yes.
2: <laughs> so this is going to be interesting so it's not just films but literally anything that scared you we as a child <laughs>
1: Anything. It's going to be interesting.
4: No, no. Well, no, it's especially going to
1: see from like different perspectives. Like Charlotte was a 90s kid, we're 80s kids. It's going to be so much fun.
2: We'll try not to man- mention the person that Kev's has done an impression of. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <did>. But yeah. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. So uh, next week's Things That Scared You As a Kid. And then we've got to do a bit of research as well because I want to do the next one, Real Justice, uh, is Firefly. so brown coats forever and then um, like I say we'll probably try and fit in a few other ones uh, where we can if we can think of uh, anyone or if you've got any suggestions please send us an email or send us a message on the group we're always up for input we'll normally ignore most of the shit ones which is fair enough
1: (laughs) and we're not doing a a revisit of the Goonies part 2 it's been done and dusted but if you do have any like film reviews like any random ones like it doesn't have to fit a genre, like a, a specific genre, just anything randomly. Let us know. Or do
4: ET? Nope. I'll do ET. Never.
2: Have, <laughs> I'm up for ET. How and how? But yes, I'll get mm. Charlotte on just to see her face. Just as I'll yep. s- just keep ET popping up, and that'll be interesting.
1: <laughs> like what you did with Pazuzu, but it's ET <laughs> and he's been <laughs> oh, hovering
2: over. E. over. and over. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, that will um, be but, meant. Please subscribe, <laughs> please like the videos. Like I say, we're on the YouTube channel now. We are going up and up. We're getting closer and closer to that one thousand. So please let us get there as soon as possible. Uh, also, um anything else we just want to plug? I know Grant, you've got like I say you you're doing well with the Facebook page.
3: I mean, all I'm doing is inviting people to like it when they react to something. I'm not really doing a great deal. <laughs> no,
0: but you do
1: you do um you do Twitch?
3: Yes, you, you were in oh, last yeah. night. <coughs> oh, it's I good do club. indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, next couple of weeks, well, three weeks time. Um, it's the summer holidays, so me and the band are going to get on and do a bit more of the Greek mythology um, thing. I was going to try and line up some uh, other games for me to stream and just talk random crap over the top of them. But as Jake pointed out, there's loads of genitals in the games that I like, <laughs> and you can't broadcast that on Twitch. So, no what do you play? Well, what of the streams done is Inferno, um, which is based on the Divine Comedy.
0: Yeah. Um,
3: so you play a crusading knight and you go yeah. down into hell and you've got to rescue your wife. And it's beautiful images, beautiful religious mythology behind it. But the entire time, Satan's wandered around with a dick like this. Like, it's so big, it's got its own physics engine. It's yeah. not like it's just there. It, You know, it's wow okay, It gives Dr. Manhattan yeah.
2: thing to run for there.
3: <laughs> oh, definitely something, you know... It, it's a fucking terrifying concept. You've got to fight oh, yeah. at one point, and you're dodging around while you, you're underneath it. Um, no so, support. yeah, I'm, I'm not allowed to stream that, but me and Kev might jump on and do some um, Warhammer 40,000 streaming. Yeah, cool. uh, we're on, I'll be getting today.
0: Um, need to download um, I'm
3: that. Yeah, I'm going to start a new character if you like it, dude, because um, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed playing through it by myself. So, awesome. yeah, watch the, watch the Twitch streaming, and uh, to- follow the Facebook page. Get out of the group. <laughs> Stop lurking in the fucking group. All of you, and get on the page
2: and like the page. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and, and just kept pointing out Charlotte's Boot club. Um, yeah, like say she'll beat us up if we don't tell us that. Like she she'll if you if we we'll get so many members, she will post a picture of her feet in there as well. So hashtag Aye. Charlotte's feet. Yeah, uh, me and Charlotte
1: are doing something pretty special for August theme. So please, oh, go it's a a two pages. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's
2: so it's it's Charlotte's know, feet. That stuff. could be good. Sammy's, Sammy's pants and Charlotte's feet.
4: Oh, That's good work. Um, also, um, if anyone wants to ever join me on pissing hackers off on Warzone, shoot us a message. I've got no problem like, getting squads together and stuff like that because it's just shit, but really fun. Cool.
2: And, Dave, and Dave Hope just asked for something in the group, uh, yeah. sorry, in the chat. The 28th of August, Dave. The 28th of August. There you go. Did you have
1: to look at that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlotte did say, watch this space. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, uh, yep. So same bat time, same bat channel.
1: Stay nerdy,
2: everyone. Have Bye. a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.